I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, fill a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah What's good, everybody? It's a special edition, a quarantine edition of GT Sports Talk. Both Julian and I are home right now. We are quarantined in our homes. I mean, it's, I'll say it's better than being at work, but it gets very, very boring since there's nothing to do. So we'll talk to you about some stuff that's going on in the sports world and a little bit about what we're doing at home as well. So without further ado, it's your boy, Bobby Thompson. I'm Julian Gilardi, and we're going to do draft talk talk about baseball circles we'll get going again also like you said we'll talk about some stuff we've been doing to keep busy trying to kill all this dead time we have since we've been quarantined this week so how do you want to start we're gonna go with the draft yeah we'll start with the um nfl draft we will um here's how we'll start so for those of you who don't know the nfl draft will go on april 23rd through the 25th and they will be doing it virtually so how will they do this virtually, you ask? So, it's going to be happening through Zoom. Zoom is the new video chatting thing that everybody's using nowadays. I, for one, could say I've had a few uh, um, interviews on Zoom within the past two weeks, which is pretty interesting how to use. And, you know, this is really going to be interesting how this takes place because Julian and I's... Uh, Draft show is basically the same thing, except we're not using Zoom. Maybe we'll we'll think about it and maybe try to get something like that. But with that, it's very, very difficult to operate this. And a lot of teams, especially the Ravens and John Harbaugh, Harbaugh have said that they're concerned about other teams hacking their network. And this is a problem. And if you ask Adam Schefter, a lot of teams have complained about this. Well, the NFL today said that they are doing a safeguard so that uh, system where that will not happen, that no teams will have that issue. So with this, I'll ask you, Jules, what do you think about all this? It's a crazy time we're in right now. Um, the Zoom thing's really an interesting dynamic. We've talked about how it's been hacked before. I think the Rangers Zoom was actually hacked when they were wishing a player a happy birthday or something. Um, I've heard a few stories about it. I'm not so sure how secure it is, but everyone's using it now. It's a way people are communicating through video. It's like an enhanced FaceTime almost. The thing is, I don't know. We could do like a Zoom video, but I don't know if that's what we want to do for the draft because, like, I don't know if everyone can see it that way. I mean, it's it's that's one thing that with Zoom, I I've only used it a few times, and I, it was only for interviews, so. The only thing, the problem with that is that, yeah, it doesn't stream. You have to invite people to the meeting. That's, that's, yeah, that actually, so, so basic, yeah, you know what? So I think we could all agree that Zoom will be, um, will be out of the question. So, so, um, with that also is, you know, how a lot of t- people are asking how are teams going to, move on and do trades like if you're on the clock how could you do trades this is the problem that it's going to face a lot of teams that are going to want to move up or move down are going to really you know they're going to be on their cell phones a lot that that's a lot of work and and not being in a war room at your own facility that's a problem you're in the uh a head coach is in his basement um the owner's in his own basement and i from what i'm told i don't think anybody will be together I think, like, for example, in with the Patriots, Bill Belichick will be by himself, uh, Nick Cazario will be by himself, Robert Kraft, and everybody else of the football operations will probably be on their own Zoom call and just all discuss what they want to do within uh, 10 or th- – in my opinion, I don't know about you, Jules, I think they deserve a little bit more time to make a pick. It's only like a game of telephone, basically, with what's going on in the NFL draft, actually. After this analogy they just came up with, you're going to have a bunch of people discuss. They're going to figure out what the pick is. They're going to have to tell someone else. 
it's just crazy. It's and you're gonna have to do it all within a few minutes on the street. Yeah, you just gotta pick up the phone and call the other GM and uh, you're gonna talk about it quickly, I guess. Or I'm sorry work on these trades also more than ever I would hope so they're prepared for this act and when they bring the three agencies completely stolen when we talk about this do you think they might we might not see an uptrick until after the draft of free agency yeah, free agency kind of died down, and like we've always, the thing with free agency that bothers me, and I love NFL free agency, is that during the tampering period, that is when 85%, and this isn't an exaggeration, this is a real number, 85% of deals get done during the tampering period, and then after the first week of free agency, you'll see some guys move, and we've been, free agency next week will be a month removed from free agency, and it has died. The first two weeks they were bit. The first three days it was busy, and then it died down. And now you got some moving parts. I'll give it like the Jadavian Clowney situation. You you hear rumblings about him going back to Seattle. You hear yesterday, uh, Garofolo said that that that's dead. Then you hear about the Browns, the Titans. It's it's all, and then the Jets are still interested. I'm hearing so it's oh boy, really a crazy situation. A lot you're not going to hear a lot about signings until after the draft. So about at the end of April, two weeks from now, three weeks from now is the end of April, I think you'll see some players that were released or still free agents will probably find a home. Yeah, I mean, it's getting slow, like you said. A lot, there are a lot of more people that actually have it. There's still a lot of guy, a lot of marquee guys, yeah, still out there. So after the draft, I expect teams to really pounce on them and try to get a deal done. Do you think Delaney Walker has any football left in? I think it's have him on my team. I'm curious what's going to happen with him. Um, in regards to Delaney Walker, may, I, I'm going to say in my maybe the the problem with him is his injury problems. So and his age. So the thing with that is, I could see. I don't. In my opinion, I don't think a team will sign him until unless an, a tight end gets injured during the season. That's my oh, opinion. Fuck. I hope. He, I would like to see someone give him a chance, but I guess the odds are against him. He's thirty-six. Too Jesus. Damn, that will happen quick. Tony Walker's gone, probably. Yeah, it's um due to his injuries and his age. Yeah, a lot of teams. I don't think want to uh. Take a flyer on him unless they have to. So what intrigues you the most about this draft and trade? We've talked a few times. Our mock drafts are basically the same, I think, from last week. We're going to do a new mock next week, right? Absolutely, yes. Yes, we will. Julian and I will have another mock draft next week. And the week of the draft, two weeks from tomorrow, we will have our final mock draft. And then the night is the big night, is our big night, is our our second annual. This is our second annual show, Jules, of the NFL draft. I'm excited. Due to the unfortunate situations, we will not be at a casino this time, sadly. We will be in... My living room, we have it all set up. It's It looks professional. There, it's going to look a lot better than it did last year, guys. It's We updated a lot of things, got a lot of surprises for everybody, and we're excited about this draft. So, yeah, this will be way better. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. We got some more lights. We It's going to be real... Very realistic. We really updated stuff. We t- in the last year we've grown a lot and we've learned a lot, and we're excited for this. And as Julian said, we are we got two more mock drafts next week. I we'll post them. What do you say, Jules? Next week we'll do it around Wednesday or Thursday. We'll post it. You think? Yeah, we'll do another podcast too. 
we did a few of that baseball thing, which we'll talk more about off the phone as well. But um, for football, I'm going to do a different spin on my monster this time. It's going to look a little different. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'll do like a second case scenario of like what else I think could happen. And also like new updates that may get within the next week. So I will look forward to a different spin on the mark this time. Oh, there's, it's gonna, mine's going to be different too. After seeing, you know, after we did our first mock draft and you hear a few things and from – insiders who who know what they're talking about and, and teams showing interest and stuff and from the FaceTime calls they've had, uh, I got a lot of differences myself. And also, I do want to add something. I want to wait till this, and I know with football. And Julian, I don't know if you hear this, and you'll be shocked when I tell you this. That big trade with the Texans and Cardinals featuring uh, David Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, that might fall through. It's a problem. It's a problem with physicals. They can't find the right. They they there's the pro. They can't agree on a doctor, and there's a problem that they don't think they. I heard that they don't think David Johnson will pass it. Really, the Texans don't think he'll pass. Well, yeah, they. It's a bit of a situation. I read that this morning. I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" The the, the thing is, I saw this article actually. Somebody it was posted from somewhere. It was on Facebook this morning. It said might fall through, and I read it, and it said that they can't agree on doctors. They have not taken their physical yet. So technically, technically, that deal did not um happened yet i know deandre hopkins is in arizona and ha- and has all his equipment and everything but from what i read in that article that might fall through that 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 deal is not official until the physical is done yeah that's another problem with all this going on the physicals and i give the nfl all the credit in the world for powering through and giving us something but it has created a lot of problems and the draft is going to be very interesting and weird and it's going to be exciting, and we're going to be, this is going to be historic, we're going to be covering this. I also think, can you agree with me, I think the draft's going to get the best ratings of all time. It's going to kill it. Yes. There's else to watch. Exactly. incredible. The, there used to be like playoff games during the draft, now that's dead. The ratings are going to go through the roof. It's going to be, what a time to be alive for this kind of draft. During these rough times, it gives us some, it gives us all something to watch and be, excited for and I know for me as a big football fan I want we need to see what our how our teams improve the teams that didn't do well in free agency this is where you can make up for it and the teams that's a lot of work to do here for sure and the Patriots have a lot of work to do too you're damn right they do more work than a lot of other teams but so with that being said that's a lot on the football front all with um the draft coming up with the, the the little news with free agency, other than that, it's been really dead. Um, I but, have a few fun questions for you. Sure, go ahead. All right. So here's my thing. Who do you, what teams do you think are in the, the best position to really help themselves this draft to make a big difference and like improve their football team drastically? And also, what teams do you think are going to blow it? Those are two very very good questions, brother. I like that. So. The one team that really put themselves in positions to help them is the Dolphins. For sure. Dolphins have three first-round picks. They got rid of guys. They got rid of ton guys who they really could count on to get to get draft capital. They got it. This is the draft. If you want to upgrade your team, this draft is the year to do it. In guards, yeah, in reg- draft with two receivers, like yep. right there. Exactly. Like you could get well. offensive line and help. Back too, they could basically get the whole offense. They could upgrade everything. I think also, in my opinion, I think the Vikings need help. Yeah, I think get, trade. getting rid of Diggs, I think this trade was, I, in a way, if you look at them, they were smart to let him go because they could replace him with somebody in the first round. It's fine. Yeah, and they also, he wasn't happy there either. It was, it was getting it to be a distraction a little bit. So I think it makes sense on sure. both sides. And like right. you said, the Vikings always the Bills. So the Vikings got a lot of picks for it. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, so, I also think um, one other team I think is in position. 49ers with their new pick. Now. Yep. One other team has a lot of draft picks. You guys have a lot. The, the, the I mean, pick. We're in good position with our two third-round draft picks. Hopefully we can make the most of those first four picks. Even first five, honestly, because we could find something in the fourth round, too. 
So, yeah, Patriots have 12 uh, draft picks this year. Next year they have 14. They have a lot of capital. I think the I think Bill Belichick will fix up the holes we have, especially trying to find offensive weapons to get a quarterback. Um, I think also in this draft, I really think um, the Jaguars need to, to really, really work on fixing their entire team offensively and defensively, and they have two first-round picks. They, they have two first-round picks, and they can really do try to get guys to try maybe get a quarter. I know they uh they stuck with Gardner Minshew, but maybe they can um fix it up and try to get a quarterback at their first pick at I think it's eight or nine or something like that. But uh, I guess you can't completely rule out, but. I think they're in the race with Trevor. I think that's what their plan is. They're gonna get Ben to a shot. If he sucks, it's gonna bottom out and go for Trevor. I think. Yeah. No. No. I agree. So, um, a team that I think will. I mean, I support it. A, a team that I think will blow it. I think the Cleveland Black, uh, Browns will blow it. I think they they <laughs> they draft. You know, they always have high draft picks, but it always just doesn't seem to work out. I think the Jaguars. I didn't say I didn't when when I was talking about the Jaguars. I I was just talking in regards to having two first rounders. I don't think that they're gonna do. I just think that team is just a shit show. I think they're poorly ran, and you see it. No one wants to play there. I think during the draft, and I've said this before. I think Yannick is. That's when he's gonna get moved. Um, yeah, I think I do, somebody's going to try to get him on draft day, and they're going to try to get capital for him. They want a first-round pick, and if maybe a team that needs defensive help doesn't one of their let me give you an example. Say, for instance, a guy they really wanted is gone. Maybe they could trade that first-round pick to the um, the Jaguars to try to get someone like Yannick, who's young, who's extremely young and brings them a lot of talent, but. Um, the Browns, I think, can bl- going back to that. Qu- your second question is, I think the Browns are can blow it. I really think, um, honestly, in the NFC, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that the, you know what, I could see the Detroit Lions blowing it too. They picking the wrong guy. I could see that. I think yeah, bro. Lions I, suck. the Lions are not very good. I, I think that I think that in the AFC, I'm just going to tell you this. I think the Houston Texans are going to blow. I think with uh, Bill O'Brien at the helm, they're just going to make some terrible picks, and I, I expect them to make picks because they don't have a first-round pick, even though they traded the best receiver in football and still didn't get a first-round pick, which is baffling. Um, whenever well, they, will they get that back now? Uh, they, yeah. Yeah. And they could try to. It's it's all up in the air now. But um, yeah, I just think that I really think the Houston Texans. I'll tell you this: I think Houston's gonna have a terrible draft because of Bill O'Brien. That's my prediction. Yeah, Redskins can put category, especially if they blow it, don't get chased. Yeah, that would be a mm-hmm. catastrophe. Look, if they take two, I think that'd be a disaster. Oh yeah, definitely. I think the Raider uh excuse me, Redskins definitely if they don't if they pass on Chase Young, I think they're really making a big mistake. That organization is already a clown show and that this guy getting Chase Young, he's a once in a lifetime talent. You have to take him at two. If you don't, you're foolish. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think who else I'd make my muck up the draft or kill it. I think the Steelers are gonna have a good draft. They've been very quiet, and you know how they build their team through that. I also think the Packers will do well. Seattle, those are a couple of teams I think we haven't been talking about that much. In terms of um, teams blowing, well, yeah, let me think. I mean, Bengals besides Joe Burrow, I much faith in any of the picks they make, really. No. Yeah, I don't really have uh, much faith in the Bengals, even though they are getting Joe Burrow. I think they make a lot of questionable decisions in regards to. Um, Excuse me. A lot of their decision making with their offense and defense. You know, they could have got rid of guys and got and got good draft capital, but they just don't have a good front office that really puts them in positions to be successful. That's why they're in the position they're in. Yeah, 
Also, I'm going to be really curious to see what the Giants are going to have up this week. He's taking a very hit or miss as well, and it's going to be curious to see what he does. Because I think he's set to come for his draft in four, actually. I've talked about this. This is the scenario I'm going to outline in my second draft next week. If the Giants take Wurfs or Wells at four instead of Simmons, what happens? That's where we're going to begin next week. Yeah, that's that definitely is something that we're all going to have to monitor because if the Giants, because Isaiah Simmons at four is the right pick, but Gettleman always does some crazy shit. The only thing is they do need alignment, so I wouldn't kill the pick if they grab the tackle at four. But is it too early? I'm not sure because like it's tough for me to grade alignment. I don't really know that well, just being honest, because I don't know how to judge alignment really. I guess it could be just look at what they've done, like their numbers, like what they've allowed, their pressure rates or something. But other than that, I don't really know. I don't look at the stat cast and be like, oh, this line is better than this line. I just don't do that. I uh yeah I'm not about that I'm not, not really about that that either so uh I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that's not what we do. Like, if we have to, like if like people really want to know, sure we'll do it. But it's not like uh, it's not like what we're looking to do. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because we know they definitely need a tackle and they still just going to get cut after the season. It's inevitable. That was a horrible contract that we talked about a lot. But I'm really fascinated to see. So what do you think the odds are they do Simmons? What do you think the odds are they do the tackle? Uh, I think that their odds of taking Simmons over a tackle are 75-25. Okay. Simmons that is a, sev- a common assessment, I would think. Simmons is a once in a lifetime talent. He could play multiple positions. He's very versatile, and I think the Giants value that on their defense. They need that. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, he's a lineman too, but Simmons makes more sense. Like he wouldn't be a reach, in my opinion. Some people think he might be a buff because he doesn't have a true position. When you think about that, I, um, I under, I understand their concerns with that. But in my opinion, I think it helps him in a way because I'll give you an example. Say, for instance, Jabril Peppers goes down, you need a safety. He could go back there and play safety. Linebacker. I think they're a little afraid he might be like Peppers. I think that might be the fear. But I, I know you know he's much better. Yes. Than what we've seen. Yeah. What, what, what you've seen is he, he could do multiple things. He's very, very versatile. And a lot of teams like that. And. Like I said, I think he could fill in multiple positions. If someone gets injured, he could come in and do what he has to do. And I think, you know, I understand why people are concerned, but I think also a lot of teams are very pleased that he's able to do that and hope that they could get players that could do the same thing down going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens with that. We have a lot of good stuff to talk about the draft. Any other football stuff we should cover? I think that's basically it, man. I think um, I think we uh, with football we got through everything we needed to. Next week we're gonna have another show about our mock draft. We'll get into more news, and I think we're gonna go to. Uh, I think we're gonna transition into baseball right now. I want to hear. I think everyone, you know, there's not really a lot with baseball. Of course, the season should be going on due to the COVID nineteen. We have been robbed of that as of right now, unfortunately, but. We could talk right now, and Julian, I'm going to give you the helm on this one to give everybody an insight about what is the talk around Major League Baseball. Okay, well, a good friend, Jeff Passon, who we both met before, um, broke a story yesterday that we're really looking to play in Arizona for the MLB. This, you know, all this stuff is very crazy, and it does sound extremely cockeyed, but bear with me. So, there's around 10 stadiums. 10 spring training fields and the Arizona Diamondbacks ballpark chase fields. So that would mean around 11 stadiums. This is like small field, fields also, maybe more. And they would can, they would put all the teams in this area. And apparently all the parks are within 50 miles of each other too, which is why this might work. But the problem is you'd be isolated from your families, basically. You'd only be able to go to the game to, from the hotel. You'd have to be like quarantine basically even though you don't have the virus they also think that there's a way if someone gets the virus to keep playing like they want to put more guys on the roster in case someone goes down with the virus but then all these other crazy stuff makes it sound like arcade baseball 
They want to do the actually this part is my favorite, and you like this too. They actually want to do the electronic strike zone to allow the umpire to maintain distance from the catcher and the batter. Good because oh, I now. good because I hate to cut you off. Sorry, but I really don't like uh, and somebody like Angel Hernandez, who is one of the worst <laughs> goddamn umpires I've ever seen in my life. The electronic strike zone where they could get it right every time. I'm all for it. Yeah, well, we've talked about this, but this is the one, one thing I like about this. No mound business from a catcher or pitching coach. I mean, could you get around that with Tech maybe? Or maybe have them talk to each other, but then like the batter wouldn't want to hear you have to distance from the batter. But no mound business. I mean, okay, sure. I've been thinking that they should be using Tech now anyway at this point. I mean, how for in the 20th century now? I mean, I guess like there's something sentimental about going out to talk to as opposed to just like being in a near maybe, but. That's not the worst thing in the world. This part is where things get crazy. Seven inning double headers with um, seven inning double headers to potentially allow for one sixty two games in the season. This is this one I don't know. I'm really unsettled about this because it's not conventional. It's weird, but if it could get as close to one sixty two and it helps move the season along, if we get a season that might be for it, it would just be really weird. It would take some getting used to. And then it says regular use of on-field microphones by players, so they would mic up the players, which we wanted also. And then they said, it's also an added TV bonus, and then they said they would want the players in empty stands sitting six feet apart from each other instead of the dugout. Wow, that's uh, I didn't hear that one. I, I heard about the uh, players being mic'd up. A-Rod said that on Get Up the other day. I loved it. I really loved that, too. It's like in the NFL. Give us something more we've never seen before. I'm all for this, but with Jules, I will tell you this. The seven-inning doubleheaders, you know what, man? I'm not about that either. I'm on the fence about that. It's that, just weird. It, it just, it's just weird. That's a softball game, bro. I mean, I get it in a way because like, it would help speed things up and they want to save the arms, but if you do no, no, no. I agree with you. If they could do that once a week, bro, I'm I'm all for that, man. Definitely. Like, it would be strange, though. Like, only once a week, I can suck it up. I just don't want to see it that often. No. No, no, no. If this, listen, if this. If you're cutting out innings, I'm like, that's not the same. Like, it's a certain. No, it's just, and. And this is, unfortunately, this is what we're dealing with right now due to COVID-19. And I'll tell you this, man, I agree with you. If it's once a week and it gets us back to baseball, then do it. Uh, Then uh, we just, if we could get baseball back and if it's in Arizona, the one thing I feel bad about for players, and I've read. No fans, still. Exactly. I'm not going to make sure I mention that. Yep, no, yep, absolutely. No fans. You're isolated from your family. Now, Jules, did you see Jeff Passan said yesterday he asked one player about doing it. He asked his wife, and his wife's he asked his wife being away from his wife. He said not a chance. He said he went and talked back to his wife. His wife said, "If that's the only way you get played, you get paid. Excuse me, you get paid, then you got to do it." And I read things that he Passan said some players are all for it, some players are not. But then this morning he said more players now are saying, "Let's do it." They just want to play baseball. Yeah, I've seen that a little bit. I don't know Aaron Otto, I believe, is one of the guys yep. that he was doing. Exactly. Um, I know that they just want to make sure they're safe. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if this plans the answer. I don't. But I like the way they're going with it. I know it's weird and unconventional, but I'm happy we're at least having these talks. And who knows if we will get a season still. I'm not sure if they can get this ready by May. Um, the other problem is that it's two to three weeks to get them back ready because we stopped spring training. All the pitchers need to be in rhythm and everything in the hitters. But I'm just trying to think right now about this. If they did this, it could possibly work. It would just be weird. But I don't know if it'll be May. I think June is a more realistic start. And I'm not sure if it'll be in Arizona. It's just hard to say right now. It's It really is tough, man. It's it's very, very um. <clears throat> It's very uh, interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, it's it's just it's unfortunate, man. Right now it's April eighth. We should be having some baseball games and looking forward to it. And unfortunately, we don't. And it's just and Jules also with basketball, we would be getting prepared for uh, NBA playoffs soon and NHL playoffs too. 
Yeah, I think hockey would have started up today, actually. Basketball probably would have been close to it. We missed March Madness. I understand why it's not like because it would take away from their families, but I think they'd be willing to make a sacrifice, most of them, just to get America needs help right now. I'm returning baseball would be a huge sign of hope, even if it did look as weird as this. We just want to see something, like literally anything at this point. I agree. We're getting close to a month without sports. These are unprecedented times. Um, we're hoping baseball comes back. I think if I had a game, we'll get a season, but um, it'll be in June and July we get started. But if we start July 1st, it's going to be tough to even play 100 games. If this sets the end of October, you can get 100 games in. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, I think we could all agree. I think we could all agree. Yeah, we are. Julian and I have stressed this out more times than none. Um, that we agree that we want over a hundred games. If it's under a hundred games, we don't. I mean, if it gets baseball back, I understand, but we really want over a hundred games. I would like 100 at least. That's my bare minimum. But even 80, I would take it. We just need something, man. It sucks. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What's your guess? I think I think that it's going to come down that p- players are going to go to uh, Arizona. I really do. I think that. Oh, you think we will end up doing yeah, it? I think, I think it is going to happen. I think that to get baseball I mean, back, I think they're going to do this. I think that their players are going to have to be isolated from their families, unfortunately. The fans won't be involved in that, and that takes away from baseball, too. What What is baseball, America's pastime, what is baseball without fans in the stands? That's It's just not – It's so here's the thing. You're, you're, you're going to hear a pin drop. Like, I'll give you an example. Watching – I'm a big WWE guy, and watching Raw, SmackDown, and WrestleMania that was last weekend – is so, I'm sorry, with no fans in the stands, you hear them yelling at each other, that's cool and all that, and saying things you couldn't hear when the fans were in, but it's not the same. Watching this, I feel like what I feel like I'm watching two kids spar at a high school, in a high school gym. That's basically what it seems like, and it's, you know, I, I understand it's something, but it's just not the same, and, we ju- and yeah, for it's baseball, it's tough. not. It's going to be tough, I mean. I'm going to be thrilled if we get it back. I didn't even feel I'll play the whole season without fans just to get the season back at this point. At first, I was really against no fans. I thought it was stupid. I mean, it is dumb, obviously, but there's bigger things going on, so they can't be there. But it's, uh, it's going to be weird, man. But we, America needs sports back. We got to save. We need to get ourselves back on track. I mean, we they ru- America, America and sports are a perfect marriage, and our marriage is split up right now because of this pandemic so we got to get it back somehow and if this is a way to get it back then we got to do it the first sport to come back yeah i do i think that will be back before basketball and hockey yes i do i think what do you think is going to happen with them just i know we're not we're we're talking with them as much but i definitely think it's worth talking about in this situation uh with basketball after hearing what adam silver said yesterday um i i think honestly jules i have to say this i think their season is in in doubt in my opinion I think the same thing with hockey. Hockey, you know what? Here's the thing with hockey. They play indoors on ice, you know what? I think you know what? I think they could come back maybe. You know what? I'm going to tell you this. In May if they're not back, I think that it's going to be the same as uh I'm not and forgive me guys, I'm not big on hockey. I don't know much about a lot about hockey, but in my opinion, I think that the same with basketball. If, they, if the, their season's in doubt, if they can't come back within the next month, I think the both of them just have to shut it down for the year, unfortunately. Yeah, they can't get through. Yeah, if they can't win wait until like July. It'd be no, they have to at least get going in June, you would think, about hopefully. But I don't know what's going to happen. I know there's definitely doubt with the NBA. The NHL would be in a similar spot. Baseball is more optimistic because there's still so much time left for the season. It just doesn't look great right now. Basketball and hockey literally stopped the second before the playoffs were about to start. Yeah. So they're in a tough spot because, like, they don't know what to do. They can't extend it that much further because it will mess up scheduling for other events that were planned. So it's really interesting. So bottom line, when you think about baseball, you think we're getting it back. I think we will. Two, I'm holding out hope. I know it looks bleak right now. When do you think we come back? I'm going to go with with June 1st. 
you think that's when they start the spring training or when a real game begins? Real games. I'm going with May. They get they get three weeks in May of of um of train back at spring training, and I think June first. I think you'll see games going. That's my that's I think that's my prediction. And and the thing is too with this. And for those of you wondering with this, I've been paying we've been paying attention to uh, the numbers in New York. They're starting to die down. If here's, we can't stress this enough, Julian and I, stay inside, stay, stay, only go out when you have to. When you have to, wear masks, wear gloves, and stay safe. And these numbers will go down. With New York, they're starting to slowly deteriorate the numbers. They're sl- it's slow, but it's something. So we need all of the United States and around the world to do this. But with in, in terms of baseball, I think that May 1st, I, in my opinion, in May, sometime in May, within the next couple weeks, I think that they will get back to spring training. And I think by June 1st, I'm going to say June 1st, June 10th, the latest, you get game, uh, regular season games going. That would be great at this point. I'm, I kind of agree with you. I just don't want to fully confirm it because I don't want to bring false hope up here because I don't know in here whatever I mean I don't know exactly what's going to happen still all I know is like the numbers in New York are dying but other areas are peaking now because like the, the slopes are different that's the problem with this apparently Arizona hasn't peaked yet and I think it might get worse which would be a problem for this plan unless they can control it and like, somehow just doesn't get too crazy out there that would be the hope but I think Arizona makes the most statistically because they were talking about Florida, but the difference in travel is tremendous. Arizona's 50 miles radius. Florida was like 250, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Florida's also getting worse, I think, too, because they, they did things backwards down there. So I don't know. I'm not sure if we're going to start in Arizona. So here's another question. Do you think we even see fans in the stands of the season and having a ballpark? You know what, I'll go back to saying, you know what, I don't want to, like, give people false hope, but, um, he, I mean, my hope is that maybe down the line, maybe by September, like Trump said, maybe they could get fans back in the stands, but, I, you know what, as of right now, it's too hard to tell, so I'm just going to go by my, I'm going to say a guess, by late August, early September. That would be good, at least, because we'd be back for football. So that would definitely at least give us something. I'm, I don't know either, but I feel like they they have to get back in there at some point. Yeah, I think they might limit them actually. Like you're gonna see limits. Like you're not gonna be. It's not gonna be what it used to be at the beginning. Like there's no way it'll be a sold out stadium in September. I don't think. But could you at least see like a portion of sales? I hope so, man. I really do. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, uh, we can only hope. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi is our only hope. Speaking of that, I've been doing a lot of Star Wars watching. Let's get off to what we've been doing. Let everyone know what's up in the quarantine hours. Yeah. Fort Thompson and Fort Gillardy. Yep, Fort Thompson, Fort Gillardy are in full effect, and Julian's been binging Star Wars, all these great shows. Uh, you know what, Julian? Why don't you let everybody know what you've been up to, and when you're done, I'll tell everybody what I've been up to. All right, so I've been watching all this great show I fully recommend did you start by the way I'm starting tonight. Last night when I got when we played Jules, I'll, I'll admit this and you'll get a laugh from this. Literally when you um when we were gonna and for everyone who doesn't know, Julian and I are playing an annual. Every night we are going on PlayStation and playing MLB the show. I've pl- the last three games I'm three and zero against Julian. Last night was a great walk off win by Soto, three to two. Even though he had twenty cars from Jack Flat from Flaherty. Um I will say, um, <clears throat> what was it? Um, last night I actually fell asleep. We we agreed to play at a time, and I fell asleep, and I literally woke up because my uh my phone went off, and literally right after we ended that game, when we hung up, Jules, I literally passed out opposite on my bed, not even on my pillow. I woke up this morning on the opposite side of my bed. <laughs> Damn boy, I mean, yeah, well. Did you see the thing of Sports Tuesday? I don't know if James picked his team. I took Dodgers, I took Mats, he took Astros. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, I saw it. We're going to uh, have that game tonight. J- Jules, they don't have microphones, do they? Not, James doesn't have one. I'm not sure if Nick does. I'm going to have to ask him. All right, so, so you I and I... I don't know how we're setting it up. I go play through it all that. Yeah, th- this, is kind, this is something, but you know what? I'll, I'm down for well, it. We have four matches, so we'll tournament as long as James is on board. What's up? 
we got to see if James is going to do it. He probably will. I mean, I thought he answered already. Oh, did he? I didn't even see. Yeah, so. Uh, that's, that's good. But, but yeah, no, I have not watched uh, Ozark yet. I, I have to watch that. I've been watching Shit's Creek. If anybody uh, wants to watch a show and get some comedic fun, watch Shit's Creek. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think you told me about that. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. It's on Netflix. I haven't watched Disney Plus in a while, and I have to. I still have to watch Clone Wars. Yeah, you you do. There's a new episode Friday. I've been watching that. It's been good. There's only five episodes left. I'm still waiting to see Darth Maul. But oh. I haven't watched it yet. It's I I got I gotta watch that. So many shows to watch, and since we're quarantined, you know it's Wednesday. And when Julian and I are done with this, I go on. And another thing that I'll say I do, Jules, is I go on a walk every day. For those of you who don't know, my fiance is compromised. She unfortunately she has a liver disease, so I can't see her because if I somewhat am carrying it, she could get it, and, and hers could be fatal. So I'm not I'm not able to see her in person. I go on walks a lot by myself. I'll listen to music. I go running every morning, but I bought but I kind of. Uh, uh, injured myself a little bit yesterday, so I'm I bought a tr- I'm trying to buy a treadmill so I can at least work out so I don't blow up like a Macy's Day balloon because that's what yeah. will happen to me. But I'm having a hard time with that myself. I gotta get more active out here. I mean, just been grinding, trying to do my work on the baseball stuff, um, Twitter, TV stuff, trying to keep people engaged, with content. But I mean. I miss it, man. I just want to be back to normal. Who knows what's going to happen? Hopefully, this gets better quickly. It's been weeks of this now, and we're at social distancing is extended at least till April 30th, and I think it's probably going to extend into May, unfortunately. I really hope I'm wrong about that. But I did hear that Como was talking about trying to get the Tri-State back in order like how they would get themselves going again. I don't know how soon that is. I'm assuming that's like weeks from happening, now at least. I mean, this. Uh, I think, Jules, you... You and I could agree. After this is all over, I never want to hear the word social distancing ever again. The problem is it's going to be in play for a while, I think, as people are trying to tell me. But, yeah, like, whenever all this is settled, whenever, like, everything's back to normal, there's so many things we have to do to go back to our normal way of life. And it just isn't it right now. No, but it's we're not. Grinding, we're staying in it. At least we have the draft in two weeks from tomorrow, so that'll be something to get our minds off it help us through um i've also it's over the star wars movies i've been going back i picked it up at the last scene of rogue one because i had to see that nasty Darth Vader scene and i'm going all the way back to episode i'm gonna go all the way to the new one so i've watched four five six original trilogy six is the best by the way best best star wars movie of all time in my opinion so I think you like Empire Strikes Back as your favorite. So over the weekend, I'm going to watch one a day. I'm going to start this Friday. I'm going to do um, Sports Awakens, Last Jedi. Oh, God, help me. And then, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> then um, Rise of Skywalker. The only reason I'm watching Last Jedi is for Easter eggs to see like, if, it talks, if I can like, pick up on hints of faculty so high. True. Yeah, and also... Jules, I didn't tell you this. I'm watching those clones right now. I can see hints in him. In the seventh one, I thought there were more hints in the eighth one, though, for some reason. Yeah, I agree. But I'm going to go back and look at that. I, I... No, no, what were you going to say? Once I do my article for the Braves, my fourth ranked team, which I tweeted today, which I'm going to do today or tomorrow, um, I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to start another Yankees project. And then we'll, we'll have the final three after the Yankees project is complete. I can't wait to see that, bro. Right now I'm actually I'm actually in the process right now of writing what are you an, doing? I've I've been writing this. It's taken me a while because of how emotional I think you know where I'm getting with this. Of how oh, Tom, the Tom Brady piece. The Tom Brady piece and I'm call all I'll tell you is I'm calling it Gone Go Gone. And it's basically a Patriots fans goodbye to the greatest of all time. And it's going to be a long article. It's taken me a lot the one thing I want to do, too, is I'm tagging Tom Brady when I post this because he's been doing that a lot lately. When um, you post something and he sees it, he likes it. I want to see if I could get that, and I want to sh- – this is a tribute to him and an article from a Patriots fan like myself. I've been through all, through it all since he started. 
Um, seeing him go has been one of the hardest things I've ever seen, in my opinion. And guys, you know, you all probably rolling your eyes and all that right now. But trust me, when you're with the guy, look, this is how Yankee fans felt when Derek Jeter left. This is how we all felt. And this is how Patriots fans, including me, have felt. And Julian was there. Julian's been with me through with it through the whole time. When Tom Brady left, he was with me when I broke the news to him. Yep, definitely was. And I, yes, we are. So, so I'm working on that. The one thing I'm also working on is for the um, NFL draft show Julian and I are doing. I'm writing down a a rundown of you know a report card of the player picked. So when the player is picked, Julian and I will switch back and forth about the player picked and read off what I've what we have written about him. And and if we don't know who he is, we'll just we'll just say where he went to college and all that, and and what he brings to the team. But guys like Joe Burrow, C.D. Lamb, um, J- Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, all these guys, Julian and I will break down. And when the Jets pick, this is all Julian. And when the Patriots pick, it's all me. Yeah, we're gonna have reports for most of the players. Like you said, there's some we might not have because there could be some surprise picks, but I'm going to try to get up to 30, maybe even 40 players, have everyone covered just in case. But I know I'm still not going to get everyone. I'm going to do stats. You're going to do more of the reports, but I'm going to get like the numbers for the players. But you can do like the outfit weaknesses and strengths too, but like you'll know that better than me. So I'm going to start working on that stuff as well because we're going to be streaming from our phones and stuff, so we're not going to be able to really use our phones. That's why we have to like get all this information together beforehand. Yeah, it's it's going our information is going to be a lot of information. We have a lot of paperwork. And like we said, this is a real broadcast, guys. We're excited to do this with two weeks. Julian and I can't wait for this to happen. And yes, yep, exactly. And we could say Julian and I will be suited up again. We will, yes, be, we will be. We will be suited up again. And all I will say this is that Julian and I are looking forward to everything. You know, like we said, our quarantine diaries, basically. Um, yeah, you catch my cows on the quarantine videos. Yep, Julian. I will off uh, at Julian's Twitter account at Julian Gallardi One. He is doing a quarantine a quarantine video. His quarantine videos are actually pretty funny too about the stuff he's been doing. He said it's really really funny. Uh, Jules, I think you should. Honestly, I'm considering doing TikTok videos of of being quarantined, doing some funny shit. Yeah, I really want to do Twitch too, bro. Like, literally, this morning I woke up and when you told me about that, I'm like, we got to get Twitch going. I got to talk to Bob. I got to see what Bobby told me and, like, look at it more. I'm sure I can figure it out. I'm going to try to let my dad fully leave. Tonight. <laughs> Hopefully, that's my plan. And, um, yeah, man, we got to. Let's get it rolling. Also, you said you wanted to talk about the Brady interview, I remember. I saw the mention about that. Yeah, well, I'll go into that briefly. Um, this morning, we'll probably be good. After yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We're good after that. Well, I'm not even going to say that much about it. The only thing I'll I'll go into is the big things that I heard. Um, so this morning, Tom Brady at 7 a.m. and I can't. And during these times, I still can't believe he's getting up at 7 a.m. I'm not even doing this anymore. Um, yeah, I don't even know how anyone can. I slept till nine this morning, and I haven't done that in years. But anyway, um, it's well, late for you, boy. I know it's, I'm getting used to it too. It's getting bad, but I like it. Um, so with this, Tom Tom Brady and Howard Stern. Howard Stern's tried to have Tom Brady on his show for years. Tom Brady finally agreed to it, and Tom Brady went in and admitted that he knew he was going to leave New England the start of the, last year. He knew he was yeah, going to go. That. I was so was I. I didn't know that. And the one thing that comes to my mind is he was literally unhappy for that long after winning a Super Bowl. He just won his sixth title, and he's still unhappy. And the one thing I got from this interview is that, you know, he did say he has no ill will towards Bill Bill Belichick or Robert Kraft at all. He said that it ran its course, and he wants to prove something. He wants to prove something to himself, 
that he want he felt it was time to to move on for each part for each of them the Patriots and Tom Brady and maybe I'll go up there. What I'm what I'm uh seeing from this is that um yeah you know Tom. It was he was just thought it was time to go. He needed to change the scenery, and that's what I basically got from that. Is that he really just felt like it was time to move on? Yeah, I mean, I was surprised how it went out like that too. But like, it seemed like it was a mutual party almost in a way. Like they were both over it. Yeah, I I think you know what. As a Patriots fan, I know I'm not over it, but I accept it. So you know what. Congratulate you know what, Tom, I wish you nothing but the best in Tampa. I'll see you in Tampa when I move down there in September. I will if they let us play by the fans are back in stadiums. Yeah, so you know what? It was it was time to move on and like I said, Patriots fans were embracing for this to happen, but it happened two years before it was supposed to. That's all yep. that's basically all I could say about it. If you guys want to listen to the Howard Stern uh, interview. It's on SiriusXM app. I was told I gotta listen to this. I'm about to go on a walk right when we're done with this, and I'm gonna listen to the whole thing because Howard Stern apparently, Julian, I'll make and I'll end it with this, Jules, and you'll get a good laugh. He asked if Tom Brady and Robert Kraft go to the same massage parlor. Yeah. Uh, so I gotta listen to this. Howard Stern has no hair on his tongue. So. Uh, like someone we know. Yeah, like someone we know definitely. So um. But yeah, Jules, anything else you want to add before we uh shut this down? You know, I just want to thank everyone in stay with this during this difficult time, all the support we're getting on Twitter and everything. We're just trying to keep it fun, we're doing everything we can to get everyone home. It's been a rough time for all of us. This is now my fifth straight day in my house and literally haven't left. Like I haven't even gone out at all over the last five days. So that's where I'm at right now. I might be back Monday, we'll see. Other than that, uh, good luck with everything, everyone. Stay safe. Much love. I guess we'll do that. We can do the promotion tomorrow and whatnot, too. Yeah. So, um... Like I said, I thank everybody for joining us, too, during this tough times. We're trying to bring you guys as much stuff as we can. And... Yeah. That's basically it, Jules. Uh, if you want to uh, end it with your promotion, tell them off. Okay, so... Twitter and Instagram, GZ Sports Talk 2. We all be in the commercial. We added in here as well. Then if you want to subscribe to our channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, it's GNT Sports Talk with Akram. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Next time you hear from us next week, Mock Draft 2. Mock Draft 2. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much.